welcome to another episode of Satisfying Static. Today is a very fun, exciting. It's not satisfying static. It's not. It's spicy static. <laughs> <laughs> now it's weird that I whispered it. It's spicy static. It's spicy static. <laughs> we talked about doing an episode where we would ask each other personal questions and like quote spicy questions end quote. And so I have a stack of questions. Uh, Maggie has a stack of questions from two different games. My game is called More Extreme Personal Questions, and I think Maggie's is just oh wait, couple I'll questions. Read it. I'll read it. It's it's conversation cards for couples. Mm. Yeah, but we're only sticking with the spicy ones. Okay, we don't care about the thoughtful questions. We don't care about the deep questions. All right, spicy only. The way that my cards work is that there are two questions. There are some things that I've I've deemed as no go zones for obvious professional and personal reasons. So sometimes I'll read two questions that Maggie gets a choice of answering, or I'll just read one. And Maggie's deep in thought already. All right, perfect. So I'll start it off. And then well, you're going to switch, basically, I think is, the, is, is yep. what we decided. Yeah, I told, I told Christine to tell me what the rules are, and I'm just, I'm just here to play. <laughs> Correct. Because I think if I read a question and Maggie opted to answer it, but I didn't also answer it, people would be mad that I didn't also answer the question. So I will read the question, Maggie will answer, I will answer, and then Maggie will read a question, I will answer, and then she will answer. And then that way everyone has answered the question that has been proposed. We've made this like very formulated and, and not very fun. So let's go. Cheers. Also, <laughs> we're drinking. Adult beverages. <laughs> yes, adult beverages. Also adult beverages. Okay, great. Amazing. <laughs> What is the most embarrassing item in your bathroom and when did you last use it? Or where is the strangest place you have pooped? Uh, I'll go with the bathroom one because I can't think, I don't, I'm not sure about the poop one. Okay. Strangest thing in my bathroom and what was the second part? When was the last time I used it? What is the most embarrassing item? Oh, embarrassing. And when did you last use it? I don't know that I have that many embarrassing items in my bathroom. (laughs) Or where was the strangest place you pooped? I mean, it's not in my bathroom. Well, embarrassing. I don't keep embarrassing things in my bathroom because I have guests over. (laughs) All right. Where's the strangest place I've pooped? Okay, let's do that one. Probably one of those like outdoor bathrooms that's like just a hole in the ground in Europe. Those are scary. I don't enjoy (laughs) the like legitimate 10 foot hole. Yeah. Yeah. You just hover and yeah, there's like footprints all around. It's yeah. Those aren't fun. (laughs) Those are definitely like the strangest place for sure. Otherwise, I just hold it, you know, until I find a toilet. Yeah. <laughs> like most people. I will also opt to answer that question. Uh, the back of an ambulance. Back when you ambulance. are a paramedic and you're stuck posting, which is literally just pulled up in an ambulance outside of a business or in a parking lot, which is where a lot of our posting was, you don't have any other options. You have nowhere to go. There's nowhere close by. And especially so when you work nights, you only have 24-hour gas stations. And when you're at a post, it doesn't have a 24-hour gas station nearby, you're in trouble. And have I tried supermarket sushi on a bad (laughs) night? No. (laughs) Yes. No. And I paid for it. But the trash can in the ambulance is like a five-gallon Home Depot bucket in a lot of ambulances because they're too cheap to like buy heavier duty garbage cans because like you're emptying them a lot and you're washing them out and it's it's gross so i've definitely pooped in a five gallon bucket that was the ambulance trash oh okay all right so the ambulance was not in motion that was gonna be my first question that's a different story oh god but there was on a way to a call once where not me but a, a colleague of mine has crohn's and he like had this huge flare on our way to a 911 call so he's in the back like literally losing his brains through his bottom hole and uh it was terrible i felt terrible for him but we i was you know taking quarters tight i was hitting the siren i mean it was awful it was awful anyway your turn 
fun paramedic stories. Yay. Is that the right word? I don't know. Anyway, yeah. the first one is, which of us thinks about sex more? And the other one is, what time of day is best for sex? Okay, I'll answer both of those questions, actually, because they're both very easy questions for me to answer. They were pretty easy ones, yeah. Who thinks about sex more? You, 100%. The answer is you. 1,000%, yeah. 1,000%. That's the easiest question you guys could have ever asked us. Ding, ding, ding. That is the correct answer. Right. There, there was no way it wasn't going to be. So <laughs> the second question, I am an evening person. Morning is hard for me because morning breath is real. Ooh, true. Oftentimes I have a wake up routine where like I just want to exist as like a, an amoeba <laughs> for a while, you know? And when people are trying to get into my amoeba space early, I don't want it. Don't want it. <laughs> Okay, all right. Your thoughts on time of day? I mean, I'm glad, glad we cleared cleared the air on that. Well, since we started with which one of us thinks about sex the more, um, we're going to go with any time of day. Any <laughs> right. time yeah, of yeah. day is the best time of day. Morning, evening, afternoon. It's it just... Are we awake? Perfect. <laughs> Great. Love the honesty there. So, next question. <laughs> Here's your next set. What was going on the last time you felt you were being completely fake? Or what has a family member expected you to do that disgusted you the most? (laughs) I know. The last time I felt like I was being completely fake was probably during like some type of business meeting. I don't really ever feel very genuine in those. That's fair. That's fair. I didn't feel like I was being fake. I'm just a really bad actor. But the American Heart Association, I did a a fundraising event for them and they asked that I record a thank you because they anticipate that they're going to hit a million dollars total raised on TikTok starting September 29th. And so they asked that I record with like a popper saying thank you. And the footage from this thing is the cringiest thing. I'm like, Olivia's on the couch and I'm like, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I just, (laughs) I can't. And it, it comes across so disingenuous and I can't sincerely thank somebody because it's not like in the moment of me thanking someone. It was terrible. Do I genuinely thank people for donating to the American Heart Association? Yes. Yeah, of course. Could I get that to come across? No, no. I sure couldn't. Wow. Okay. Well, let's hope they like it. <laughs> I sent her two versions because the first version I did, I did the popper and I did it off screen. So you can't see any of the popper. <laughs> So, I, so they gave me a backup popper, thank God. You sent her the first version with the popper off screen? Well, it was one continuous take. So I sent, I cut two clips out and was like, here's the first one. Here's the second one where it was like, this is literally, I was like, thank you. And then hit the thing towards them. And I was like, these are both bad. And I, I emailed her and I said, this was an adventure to record. Please pick the one that makes you laugh more and put that in there. <laughs> Whichever, whatever she does, I plan on posting the outtakes of this thing of me going, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, as my verification badge speech. <laughs> okay, your turn. Questions. Oh, okay, good. I forgot. Okay, I feel like this one's pretty safe. I don't know what the other side says, but when was the last time you had a dream with some spicy content? Or how often do you like to have sex? I'll answer both. They're both safe. <laughs> the first one, when was the last time? Is that what it asked? Yeah, when was the last time you had a dream with some spicy content? Today during my mid-nap. Mm. My, my mid-afternoon nap. Very nice. In my defense, that is heavily influenced by the fact that I am watching House of Dragon, Game of Thrones, which for anyone that follows Thrones, Thrones is heavy into sex often. So I think that's part of what that is. And secondly, what was the second question? How often do you like to have sex? As often as my body will allow. Oh, 
That's a good answer, actually. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I feel like that's a fair answer. Same. I should say, yeah. I should specify body and mind because my mental block is truthfully more of an issue than my physical health for me Ooh, personally. True. Yeah. I yeah. feel like, yeah, that definitely hits home probably for a lot of people. Yeah. What was the other one? When was the last time you had dream, a, a dream with some spicy content? I haven't remembered my dreams in quite some time. So, I don't know, like a decade ago? <laughs> Oh my god, it's been that long since you remember your dreams? Uh, yeah, it's been a while now. I'm not sure. Probably at some point recently, but couldn't tell you. Next question! Oh, was your answer to the second question all the time as well? When you said same, right? That's the... Oh, as, as much as my body will allow. I feel like okay, it's the right, okay, is the right yeah, answer yeah, yeah, there okay. for me. Okay, great. I like both these questions. Mm. What was wrong with you the last time you really didn't want to see a doctor? Or what is the meanest thing someone has said to you after sex? Oh, shit. I don't know. What is the meanest thing? I want to answer both because I feel like they're kind of easy. But, uh, well, the doctor one, uh, pretty much anything because I didn't grow up with health insurance or like going to doctors. So anytime something's wrong, I'm like, no, it's fine. I'll be fine tomorrow. <laughs> so most things meanest thing someone's ever said to me after sex i love you (laughs) 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 kidding but no really (laughs) i'm joking but seriously (laughs) (laughs) or i think i'm in love with you some version of that especially because let's for let's for anyone who's who's new or wasn't aware I was closeted for a very a majority of my life, which means I traumatized a lot of men. I'm so sorry. Way to own that. Way to really... You know, I'm trying to take accountability and, you know, be a better person and all that. But, like, unfortunately, some some of y'all fell into the trap, and I apologize. <laughs> what was wrong with you the last time you really didn't want to see a doctor? So, at work yesterday, my right ear all of a sudden just went completely deaf. Couldn't hear anything out of it. Just, like, out of nowhere. Didn't that happen before? No. Well, no. So sometimes I have musical ear syndrome. So sometimes it'll get drowned out by like that music, but like never just like shuts off. And I'm like, I I was at work. So I'm in the ER. I'm charting and I'm eating a flauta, which is a rolled up tortilla with beef in it. It's like a taquito. Mm -hmm. And I'm eating it. And all of a sudden my my, my hearing just goes. And I'm like, oh no, it must be like a wax impaction of some sort because I have wet wax. And so it just like builds up in there. And most of the times it works itself out, but sometimes it doesn't. And the night before, I had used my AirPods, which I hadn't used in a while. So they were probably dirty and gross. And I like, didn't wipe them off first, which is my bad. So I have my coworker. I'm like, I'm not. I am not going to go to an urgent care or go to an ER to get my ears flushed when we have all the equipment here and we are capable. So off the clock, I was like, hey, can we just... Can we just look at this thing? And so they flushed it out. And then immediately after, this quarter-sized thing of wax comes out of my ear. Can I just say that this is the least sexy story we've had on Spicy Static so far? Yes. So after this quarter-sized thing of wax comes out of my ear, the person that looks at my ear is like, homie, that's super infected. Gross. Great. So I have an ear infection right now that's miserable, but I didn't go to the doctor for it. And what is the meanest thing someone has said to you after sex? Honestly, I haven't had any hostility after sex because I've been really lucky in that way that I haven't been with anybody who is mean or aggressive post-sex. I will say that I did have, I was in high school when this happened, but I had an individual make comments during sex that they felt possessed. And they were of Asian descent. And now as an adult looking back, I almost wonder if that was kind of their way of coping with the fact that they were bi or gay and with a woman so that they were making comments like they were possessed that this wasn't them. This wasn't their normal thing. Completely sober, mind you. Completely sober. We really dove in deep to psychoanalyzing that one, huh? Yeah. Interesting. (laughs) Or maybe it was just so good she felt like she was possessed. I get maybe. 
Anyway, your turn. Well, I only like one of these. Okay, only ask one. But, all right, let's go. Um, how important is sex to a good relationship? Vital. Crucial. Yeah, I mean, I would agree. <laughs> I was going to say, I feel like our answer is the same. It's not even presence or lack thereof. It's communication surrounding. Oh, yeah. Well, that's like relationship period, I guess, would be for me. But like, yeah. My previous marriage, our version of talking about sex was her roasting me for not wanting to have sex more. And I think that's not healthy communication. No, no. So having healthy communication around sex is like so crucial. Don't be weird about it. Don't be weird about being like, we haven't had sex in a week. What's up? Should we be having sex more? Can we pencil it in? Make sex dates. That's fine, dude. That's fine. Put it in your calendar. Make sex dates. Yeah. Sometimes you're going to have to. Life gets crazy. Life gets hex- hectic. Like, I know it's not. it doesn't sound like the sexiest thing in the whole world, but, like, you're going to have to. Yeah, get over it. The rest of your life is structured. Life is unpredictable and, like, stressful, and sometimes you're not going to want to be in the mood. Like, you have to make the mood. <laughs> yeah. You kind of have to work for it. Yeah, a little bit, especially if like, you know, you've been in the relationship for a while, just like everything else in a relationship. Next question. Oh, boy. Um, I don't know if you're going to I don't know if you're going to like either of these. Oh, well, great. Let's try. What was in your <laughs> mouth the time you gagged the worst? <laughs> we know the answer to that one. <laughs> or... Who is the most inappropriate person you have imagined naked? Okay, let's let's go with the second one then. Um, most inappropriate person I've imagined naked? My level of inappropriate or your level of inappropriate? There's a difference. <laughs> Maybe. Hmm. Socially inappropriate. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Does it have to be like a, a human person or like do cartoons count? <laughs> <laughs> do whatever you think. Okay, then probably uh, Jean Grey from X-Men. <laughs> But the, but the like, X-Men cartoon version, uh, like the Marvel movies, because I don't really, I don't remember who plays her. Apparently, this is becoming a Thrones podcast because Sansa Stark married to... Right. Yes, yes. The Jonas brother, Joe Jonas, plays her in real life. I would certainly imagine her naked, so that's fine. <laughs> Sophie Turner, that's her name. There you go. Yes, she did great. She did great. But yeah, the sh- I didn't grow up with her <laughs> as Phoenix, so... No, the, I don't know the actress's name for the other Jean Grey from the older oh. movies. Actually, now I do remember, I have definitely imagined her naked as well, because she is also in The Faculty. Anybody who likes horror movies, The Faculty is one of my favorites. She plays this like, I God, what is her name? Okay, if I didn't know I was gay, I absolutely should have. Anyway. I'll real life fact check and hang on. I love it. But she plays this like kind of nerdy, quiet, like shy high school teacher and Josh Hartnett is in this movie and he's like the bad boy and he's like constantly hitting on her and she's always like stop and then there's like aliens infecting everybody's bodies whatever and so at some point she comes out and like is just like hot and is just like trying to seduce the shit out of him while also turning him into an alien monster changed my life I remember that movie it's amazing So I'm going to butcher this name. She's Dutch. I'm sorry for any of our Dutch listeners. Famke Jansen? Hansen? Hansen? Something like that. F-A-M-K-E. First name. Last name J-A-N-S-S-E-N. Yeah, I'll take it. So anyway, Phoenix, all all versions we will take. She was in all three Takens, too. Was she? I didn't know that. Interesting. She's done actually a lot. Mm-hmm. The X-Men's probably the most, the biggest, maybe. I don't know. Anyway, she, she's been very active for many years. Yeah, yeah, She's in a ton. This this list is long. The faculty. Sure enough, 1998. I was four years old. 
I was 10. <laughs> oh my god, right. And she was in House on Haunted Hill, which was so <clears throat> good. Yes, 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 yes. Also, another horror movie that I love and watch like every spooky season. And yes, yes. So obviously, she shaped a lot of my young adulthood. <laughs> So House on Haunted Hill, sorry, this is a total diversion from the questions, but House on Haunted Hill, I don't like horror movies to start. This horror movie, I remember very specific things from. I remember the host guy with his corny little mustache. Mm-hmm. I remember that everybody is in this house. He's Funky's husband, the, the host. Nazis were involved somehow. Oh yeah, yeah the ghost Nazi. Yeah, I know this one yep. by heart. <laughs> and then I remember the end, spoiler, it's the black dude and the yep. white chick sitting yep. at t- on, on that. And I'm like... Oh my god, wait, the black guy survived. Way to way to subvert that trope. <laughs> yeah. It was one of the one of the few in one of the first movies when that was like a common thing. We're like, the black people black people die first in horror movies. And then everyone was like, oh. I was like, yeah, it was literally just to get everyone to go, oh. <laughs> but it's a great movie, great movie. I love House on Haunted Hill. That one and the originals are right, but I love that one. I'm gonna read the description because I think this description is so good. A millionaire with theatrical tendencies, Stephen Price, played by Jeffrey Rush, invites a number of people to stay in a vast, creepy building that used to be an insane asylum. Stephen, accompanied by his bitter wife, Evelyn, which is Funky Jessen offers a million dollars to anyone who can stay the whole night without leaving out of fear. When Stephen and Evelyn become trapped with their guests, they quickly realize that the house really is haunted and the spirits dwelling within are very angry. Oh, it's so good. It really is. If you haven't seen it, highly recommend. For like cheesy slasher 90s horror, uh, it's one of the best. I was going to say, it doesn't it doesn't get great reviews. It's got like 5.9 on IMDb. I know, I know, because like people take it too seriously. Don't. It's a horror movie. Laugh at it. It was filmed at the Griffith Park Observatory all their uh oh that makes sense yeah all their outside shots anyway what a detour that was that makes sense i don't have anybody who's inappropriate that i've imagined naked truthfully i'm i'm pretty pretty yeah, I struggled with that too what was in your mouth the time you gagged the worst so i, I full-blown choked the other day on pizza crust oh yeah did you tell that story in the last podcast <laughs> i did i did so i guess we'll, we'll count that as a as a quote gag because i don't know that's fair i haven't done any of those things friends so sorry to disappoint bummer but now we all know mm-hmm. ready yes what does it mean to be good in bed or what turns you on even more during sex uh so i'll answer the the second one okay when they're having a good time <laughs> i i i'm very much the giving type that's fair most of my fun comes from the giving of the fun that's fair very little of my fun comes from receiving fun. That's fair. I think, yeah, that's, yeah, that's my answer. You? Probably if they try to take control, because I'll fight you for it. <laughs> so, if you win, you know, that's pretty hot, but good luck. <clears throat> what does it mean to be good in bed, though? I do want to answer that one, because we touched on mm. it earlier. Communication. Mm-hmm. Communication, for sure. Uh, you were talking about it earlier, but, like, if you guys aren't on the same page or on the same level when it comes to, like, how you regard being intimate, like somebody's going to be having a rough time. So like you really need to feel like that's a safe space and that you can communicate your needs before you try taking off your clothes or taking off somebody else's. Communication and flexibility, I think. So I'm not talking about like flexibility in the way of like stretching. Well, no, or but like they're into butt stuff and you're like, oh, butt stuff's a hard no for you. Like not <laughs> flexibility that way. I'm talking like they tell you to make a slight adjustment and you get all up in your head and you get all up into this ego situation. And you're like, no, I was doing it right the whole time. That's part of the communication piece to me. Like if, if you are, right. if you have good communication then you and like trust, then you understand that person's not criticizing you, that you're, you're doing this together. 
so that both of you are having fun. I just really want to specify that because I feel like some male listeners are going to be like, communication, well, I talk, I speak, I say things. It's not the same as listening, hearing, and being flexible. Which I think is also true for like, not just, you know, sex, but everything people interactions so many people are like oh yeah i listened no no you were waiting for for me to stop talking that's not the same thing right oh, i like this next question so we're gonna leave it on top let's go what is the most embarrassing thing that has happened to you in a classroom my brain just had like a spasm because we're having <laughs> spicy conversations and then you asked about a classroom <laughs> i was like wait what what <laughs> hold on repeat the question please what is the most embarrassing thing that has happened to you in a classroom? Oh my god, I don't know. Existing? Did anyone go through middle school? Or <laughs> I thrived in middle school, honestly. <laughs> okay, well, I did not. So, um, middle school. So, I have a vivid memory of mine. And it was elementary school. I was in fourth grade. And I swear to god, I went to bed one night with A cup boobs and woke up with D's. It was oh, terrible. that would suck. Okay. It was terrible. Yeah. And I went to school the next day and I shut my titty in the desk. Straight <laughs> <laughs> right up. You guys know those desks that like, you sit at and you open and all your stuff <laughs> all your stuff is stored in the desk. And I remember <laughs> I remember the teacher was like all right, oh so God. take out your science book or whatever. And so I opened my desk, grabbed my science book, and I reached for a pencil, which was further in my desk. And so I had, like, put my titty on the lip a little bit on accident. And so when I backed out to shut it, there was a little left over, and it just straight it. It was like a mammogram in fourth grade. It was terrible. Mm, that sounds rough. Yeah. That sounds pretty painful. And I just shouted, like, ow. And so everyone's looking at me, and I'm like, guys, so my the toe. Titty. No, I was like, I stubbed my toe. And they're like, you weren't walking. And I was like, I realized oh that. Oh my, that's so funny. Okay, well, I didn't know they had to be like not school related. But all right, maybe I do have <laughs> that one. Definite, that one definitely wins though. Um, but like, yeah, for in grade school. Yeah, I, don't, I can't remember grade, like sixth grade or something. It was Valentine's Day and we were all like handing out Valentine's or whatever. One of the boys handed out Valentine's to everyone. Mine said like, I like you in it. And I was like, okay. And I didn't realize realize, like he had handwritten like weird little notes to like all the girls. And so like I didn't have a Valentine for him because I was like ill. But I felt bad because he gave me one and I had extras. So I like wrote one, put one really quick in his like desk, like Valentine book. You know how you have the box, you have the box, you get the mailbox or whatever. So I like put one together really quick and put it in his. And then he like read it and he had not gotten very many Valentine's. Oh no. And then proceeded to make fun of me for liking him Uh and like telling everybody like, ew, she likes me. And I was like, I literally felt bad for you. What do you mean? (laughs) Oh my God. What are you talking about? And so like for the rest of the year, people are making fun of me for liking this kid who I literally could not stand to look at. Anytime (laughs) he was near me, I was like, please exit my vicinity like i can't be near you so can we just abolish valentine's in classrooms period (laughs) i know right there are so many traumatic things i can think of for valentine's days anyway your question oh okay are you ready are you ready Mm -hmm. ready? Mm -hmm. okay i'm so ready would you ever want to make a sex tape (laughs) (laughs) 
So no, like very definitively no. And here's why. Whatever is happening, I guarantee you, is much better when I replay it in my mind. I embellish things in my mind. Tape will never do it justice. Not enough for me to rewatch it. I'm not hot enough to make money on Pornhub or OnlyFans. Straight up. Like I'm just straight up not. Is my partner? 100%. She's also a teacher. So we would never do that. Like ever. <laughs> like literally ever. Even just making one for us the fear of it ever getting out. Like there are very few nude photos of me that exist anywhere. And one of my biggest fears when my ex and I split was the collection. I mean, she had a catalog. I was petrified of, you know, the revenge porn, like she's going to send out whatever. But I knew she would never cross that line because she would be scared that I would cross that line as a strike back at her because she knows that I would never do it first, but I would certainly retaliate because that's not okay. Like, and she knows that's a hard boundary. So I'm so petrified about that that just never I could never I could never not to mention I'm so insecure I would watch the thing back and be like what is that freckle on my ass like what is that like I would be so mad is that the face I make seriously right right you think that's hot how is that hot Okay, yeah. In the age of the internet, I would say 100% no. I don't trust anybody enough to try and make a sex tape. However, if hypothetically, I lived in a world where I was with a partner that I trusted, and I knew that this would never get anywhere, like it was just for us, I would 100% do it because... I want to look back when I'm like 80 and be like, fuck, I was hot. Oh, I mean, I guess. <laughs> you know, be like, damn, what the good old days. <laughs> Picture, pictures are enough for me for that, honestly. Like that the works. selfie of me in the mirror. I'm like, yeah, you were hot. Cool. Move on. I mean, I guess. But there's something different between like having a picture of like, well, I don't know. For me, there's something different between like having a picture of like you and your partner kissing versus like a video of you guys kissing. I get, I'm not going to lie. There is no video evidence of me kissing another human i think anywhere maybe pecs but i i I don't think i've ever filmed never mind oh my god yeah it's just not a thing for me i guess i don't know i mean i don't know i guess like with the long distance i liked having a lot of memories and it's not like i was filming like entire 30 minute makeout sessions but like I definitely have like 60 second clips or whatever. I don't know why I think it's so funny of like a couple setting up a video camera on like a tripod and just making out in front of it. And like a part of me knows that sex work is a real thing and that they do that, but I don't know why that's yeah. so funny to me. Because it, it seems weird. I did I did one time like surprise my ex with the TikTok leggings. And so I did have my phone like set up on, oh, sure. on like, the counter. Totally different thing. Yeah, that's a totally different thing. Yeah. So like, yeah, that felt kind of weird. But like, I was the only who knew that felt weird <laughs> then we were just making out for a while <laughs> so i was like oh yeah by the way that was like 10 15 minutes recorded there's a camera back there just so yeah. you know it's so awkward <laughs> let me let me go turn that off real quick <laughs> so next set of questions when have you felt the most clueless about something mechanical or what have you stolen from a parent that you feel the guiltiest about oh i get it these questions aren't spicy as in sexy they're spicy as in have you gone to jail <laughs> they're just extreme personal questions i expected some spicies in here <laughs> what if that was about how do you feel about necrophilia like what is whose definition of extreme we're cutting that question out of the episode so our listeners won't know what you're talking about but there was a question that involved a dead body and we were both like no anyway what sorry repeat those again what have i stolen when have you felt the most clueless about something mechanical or what have you stolen from a parent that you feel the guiltiest about (laughs) 
I'm not, I'm not gonna say the one I thought of first for my parents because it's rude. Um, okay. But um, when I when I felt the something about something mechanical, most clueless. Clueless. Yeah. Okay. My ex used to have this. I can't tell you the year, but it was a Scout International, which is kind of like a Bronco, but not. Yeah. It's a car. Anyway, a car slash truck thing. Anyway, it's like this vintage truck. People are obsessed with them. He worked on it constantly because the fucking thing never ran. Right. As they typically don't. I I mean, people, the people who do it know what they're doing or they pay someone. No, no. I mean, I mean, when, when a a person works on a car, like you have an ex that works on a car, they almost never run, right? Like it's just this perpetual project. It's like the rocket ship. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly that. It's, um, it's a constant work in progress. He ended up selling it. Anyway, he worked on it constantly, constantly taking apart the carburetor, constantly taking apart things, whatever. I was his little shop assistant. So I would literally stand there and just hand tools and like beverages and like ask dumb questions and change the music and annoy the shit out of him mostly. He had tried to explain to me endlessly, endlessly, (laughs) all of the details of this vehicle. I cannot tell you how many times I've gone through how to disassemble and reassemble this carburetor. Okay. It is, it was a Holly something or another. I've, some of these words have stuck in my head. I just did not give a fuck enough for any of it to stick. Yeah. I was there. I looked. I was, my eyeballs were on the thing he was talking about. For all of our listeners, I want all of you to, to Google a Scout International. These things are awesome. I would totally own one. Yeah, they're very cool cars. I actually have a little photo shoot that I like love when I was still running my fashion blog that I did in front of the car. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Oh, you did, what? We didn't talk about my fashion blogging days? Oh, no. <laughs> Why do you think I have an Instagram? <laughs> I had no idea they did a fashion blog. Well, okay. A little backstory. Story time. Now we're getting off topic. So I used to sell vintage clothing, jewelry, housewares, shoes on Etsy. And so if you find me on Instagram, my Instagram is Stranger Vintage. It is a leftover from my Etsy story, which called, which was called Stranger Than Vintage, which was also the name of my blog, which you won't find because I'm pretty sure I stopped paying for that. So it doesn't exist anymore. When I started my Etsy store, everyone was like, the only way to like sell your stuff is to like have a blog. So I started a blog to talk about like vintage stuff and I happened to be selling clothing. So a lot of it happened to be fashion. So yeah, I was just like posting me in outfits and stuff. But one of my favorite shoots I did in front of the Scout and it was great. Like I loved that fucking thing. It was like a teal blue and he had sanded off like parts of it because he was going to do work to it that never fucking happened. Right. Anyway, it looked beat up to shit, um, but you could take the top off, so it became a convertible. Like, it, the, the things are fucking cool, okay? There's, like, a whole Harvester International Festival in Ohio every year where there's just, like, hundreds of these things. Anyway, <laughs> I need to dig up these pictures and, like, send them to you because mm-hmm. the thing is, like, pretty cute, and I always loved it, and it was just, like, me sitting on the car and, like, in front of the car, and I was like, this is the best thing that this relationship has ever done for me. I mean, honestly, I my first thought was I'm 
must see these pictures. <laughs> I have to see them. Simply have to. I'll pull them up for you. They're I'm somewhere. so excited. Maggie is very fashion forward, so I'm not surprised at all that she would have a fashion blog. She always looks put oh, together. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. yeah, you're welcome. When have you felt the most clueless about something mechanical? Literally all the time. I know nothing about my vehicle. <laughs> I have never felt dumber than trying to figure out where to find parts for a motorcycle that I was trying to rebuild, which much like the Scout didn't go well and ended up sitting in my friend's mm -hmm. barn in rural Illinois for four years before he was like, hey, I got a guy who's got like six grand. He wants to dump into this thing. He's willing to pay X amount of dollars for it. And I said, great, he can mm -hmm. take it. <laughs> so all the time. Yeah, all the time. Moving on. Do you like dirty talk? Okay. Or, or what's the most frustrating thing about your sex life? I'm going to answer the first one. And the answer is, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Uh... That was very hesitant. Well, because I'm thinking, I'm like, oh, I like to do it. Don't think I like to hear it. Okay. That's fair. That's a fair answer. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. That's a fair answer. I feel like, okay, now I'm overthinking it. <laughs> I think this is a top bottom switch situation where I am. Yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. I agree. That's where my head went because, like, if 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 someone is topping me, you can do all the dirty talk you want to me. But if you are underneath me, shut up. Don't see. I just I I, I don't ever want to hear it. Oh, okay. Interesting. That's interesting. I'm very weird in that I am still a top even when I am being a bottom. So yeah. No, I get that. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, I think it really just depends. Yeah. Because like, I was, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I've definitely been in a situation where it's like, I'm used to the person normally being in charge. And then they said, please. And I was like, no. God, that would suck you right out of it, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay. Like, you want to talk about this illusion that you're building up, and then they're like, please. And it's like, you've ruined the illusion. You've soiled the art. Throw it away. It's it's gone. I thought you said you were at top. What happened? <laughs> Sorry. That was weird. We can cut that out. Anyway. No, I'll leave that. I'll leave that. I'm gonna I'm gonna read the first question. You're not gonna answer it because there's okay. only one answer and the answer doesn't need to happen. Okay. But I want the listeners to hear how ridiculous this question is. Okay. What other player's rectum do you think currently tastes the best <laughs> and why? <laughs> so the answer has to be mine, but we're not gonna you're not gonna say that. You're not <laughs> gonna. <laughs> like, what a wild question. Oh my god. These are way worse. These are so much worse than the cards I was telling you about that are at my friend's <laughs> house. What the fuck is this game? In their defense, it is called more extreme. So they really. Oh my it. god. But the real, the real question is. Mm, <laughs> Why do you need therapy? <laughs> I need therapy because that question, the first question. Uh, the first question. My parents. <laughs> Next question. Yes, yeah, same. Yeah, same. My my parents and a really fucking terrible cousin who molested me as a child. That's why I need therapy. Oh wow! All right, we're getting we're getting real deep. Today. Well, it's just it's a you see how nonchalant I am with that throwaway answer. Like it's fine. Everyone knows now. Nobody cares. You should really talk to your therapist about that because I feel like that's some sort of coping mechanism that we need to address. But no, no, no. It's a good thing. It's a it's a you talk about it so much it now no longer holds power and into, into being silenced or not talked about enough. So you just talk about it so much that like it becomes a nonchalant part of your life and that like it still has weight to you, but it isn't 
doesn't it doesn't need to be shunned away or quieted away or it doesn't elicit like a breakdown every time you talk about it. So it's a reclaiming of power, so to speak. So it's it's totally fine. I've I've confirmed that it's not uh, it's not toxic. <laughs> that it's not toxic. Amazing. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Oh yeah, so proud of you for that. What were we talking about? Being it's toxic? your turn to answer question. Therapy. Yeah. All right. Um, we're just gonna go with my parents on that one. Anyway. Yeah. 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 I would argue your your parents and your ex. The the well, long the longer one, not the most recent. Well, and maybe a little bit of the most recent one, but I don't. Yeah, the most recent one definitely fucked with my head as well. I would say it all kind of stems back to my parents. I think. Oh sure. Murray's here now. <laughs> Hi, Murray. What a late night visit, bud. Oh, so for those of you listening that are familiar with Murray, he's been making me worry a little because like Murray's a street cat and we don't know how old Murray is. He has a home. My neighbors own him technically, but he lives here half the time. But they they found him on the street. He's like missing chunks out of his ear and stuff. But he's been like very cuddly, which he's usually not. He's usually an asshole. And he's been like sleeping in my bed a lot, which he used to never do. And he's just been like, I don't know, weirdly laying on the floor. Like, yes, it's been humid, which isn't normal here. But like, I don't know. I'm worried. I think, I think part of that is he's stressed at home because his real parents have a new baby at home, right? That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So I think like he's been having a really hard time with that. So he definitely hides out here most of the time. But yeah. Yeah. Murray's my bud. So he came in for snacks and now he's just going to rub on stuff. Anyway, next Now he's just going to rub himself on something. It's your turn to read a question. That's right. Okay. Anyway, uh, next thing. These are for couples. So like every time I read them, I'm like, okay, let's uh, adjust this. What's the most public place you've had sex? Or what's your favorite sensual memory of you and your partner? (laughs) Or period, I guess. Mm, I'm going to answer the first one. Okay. I want to be very clear that this was with my ex. Okay. Steak and Jake bathroom. Bathrooms are probably a a popular option. Yeah. Uh, And it was not expected. And it was aggressive. So it was like, we've been drinking. That's how you end up at a fucking steak and shake at two o'clock in the morning. Okay. You've been drinking. It was two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. At a steak and shake. Okay. I don't know if you know what a steak and shake is, but it's like the I, ugly, the ugly cousin yeah. of a Denny's. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Accurate. So I'm in the bathroom. I like open the stall and my ex is standing there and I'm like, sup? Everything Okay. <laughs> And she just like football charges me into the stall and like closes the door behind her. And I'm like, is everything okay? And then she just like attacks me. And I'm like, (laughs) I am just not gonna fight this, I guess. We're just gonna do it quick and be done and just like whatever. So yeah, that's that's my answer for that one. Okay, good one. No favorite sensual memory? All right. Well, <laughs> well, not that you're willing to share. Let's say that. right, right. Okay. The most public place that I have had. Se- okay, I thought it had an answer, but I have a different answer. <laughs> okay. I definitely had an ex who matched my my energy when it came to like frequency. So I don't know. We have a few answers there. Uh, the shed aquarium bathroom. Um, the alley behind. <laughs> Alley in downtown, an alley in downtown Chicago, in the backseat of a car in an alley in Wicker Park. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'm the most nervous about the alleyway just for cleanliness sake. I, you know, we didn't like sit or anything. <laughs> like, 
Oh, just okay, great. Yeah. We didn't like touch. It was a very fast. It wasn't like, you know, we were there for hours. It was very much like I'm I'm I need a little bit of balance and then we're out of here. So Oh my god. Yeah, you know. A few so a few. I think they get, I don't know. I the alley is probably the most public place. We found out the next day that there was a camera right there. Oh, I have to imagine that person reviewed that footage and was like, "Okay. All right, cool. Yeah. It's Chicago. They have to see way worse things." There right? is no way we were the only ones. Yeah, like 100% there's no way that's the first time that's happened, but this ex in particular worked in the food and service industry. This was in the alley of a very, like, a pretty famous restaurant in Chicago, and he had friends there. If anything, he went back into work and they gave him a congratulatory card, okay? I mean, <laughs> like, it wasn't his job, but, like, his... Yeah, anyway, yeah, so a, a few... a few. Uh, next question. Next question. <laughs> if you were a mosquito, who would you bite first and why? It's good for two reasons. It's good because who would you want to taste first? But also, who would you want to annoy first? I feel like no, you no. could go either way. Yeah, the annoyance was the first one. I don't care about okay. the taste. Like, even if right. you're disgusting, I would, I'm going to make sure you're itchy, you know? <laughs> okay, great. So, because I'm petty, obviously. Yeah, at this point, you can throw any X in that line of fire. Sure. And I would 100% be all over it. Okay. Uh, I choose the FedEx guy who decided to deliver my very important documents and a very windy and wet day to no. my porch where it got blown off and Olivia had to literally go on a mountainous adventure to get it back. Oh my God. Okay, explain. I, I had a very important document overnighted to me from the Midwest. He put it on the porch. The wind took it. It landed in such a way that it was behind two bikes and all this poison ivy. And so Olivia had to use like a grabber and like climb all up and around our porch to get to it. And then she couldn't get to it. So our neighbor had to come to the rescue. And he's like, y'all help me move my couch that one time. Let me help you out. And we're like, cool, dude. Thanks. So that guy, the driver who didn't think to put it in the storage cabinet that's right outside our door or in the grill that's right outside our door or even by our door. That guy. That guy. I want to mosquito bite that guy. Okay. That's fair. And I know it's a guy because it's the same FedEx guy. The same FedEx guy has has uh, the same routes. I know it's a guy, him, and he's a chain smoker. I'm going to get him right in the beard. <laughs> anyway, your turn. How is your life different from how you thought it would be? Or what's the best thing about being in a long-term relationship? Well, answer both. Uh, the first one, I thought that by now I would be a parent. I thought that I would have kids by now. My ex and I were married and had plans for children. Pretty much getting her pregnant like my back half of PA school. And instead we got divorced. So... I, I had very much prepared to be a parent by the time I was 30, and that's very much probably not going to happen now. Me and Olivia plan to have kids, but it will be later. It won't be because I'm 28 now. I'm going to turn 29, you know, eight months, like right before our wedding. So the likeliness of us getting pregnant and having a kid in that first year is, is unlikely. And that's just, it's very different for me. Uh, the other, the other one, the benefit, there's so many benefits of having a long-term relationship. It's insane. The best thing. Oh, the best thing. The best, best thing, thing about a long-term relationship. Constant validation slash support. <laughs> Really? Okay. The support, yes. With the constant validation, that's what you have TikTok for. <laughs> Not so much anymore. My my views are horrendous. Genuinely, yeah. The constant, like, I can text her in the middle of the day and be like, please just tell me I'm not dumb. For thinking this or doing this and she's like you're not dumb you're very smart and beautiful and so sweet and all these things and i'm like thank you so much and i know she means them right like mm -hmm. that's a, that's a tough part with with internet strangers they say things to you and they might not necessarily mean them or it feels hollow because they don't really know you right so at least that's how it feels for me it's like it, it's nice 
Of course, I, and I'm so appreciative, but like you only know so much about me. It's different when it comes from someone who knows you like on that different level, for sure. And I've had that conversation a lot on TikTok Lives that I've done where it's like, you know, everyone's like, oh my God, you're so sweet. I'm like, you haven't seen me slam cupboard doors for no reason. You haven't seen right. me yell at four o'clock in the right. morning for no reason. You haven't seen right. me go from zero to a thousand and then back down. Like you haven't seen that gross stuff of me. And so you're only you're only commenting on the one dimension of this three dimensional thing that you see. And it's so it's nice when the, someone who does does see you for all three dimensions is like no you really aren't a piece of shit for sure yeah no i would agree with that i would say like that's probably i i guess if it's the same thing said in a different way like the best thing about being in a long-term relationship is like feeling like someone really gets you or like knows you yeah. not yeah. just like knows your favorite color or whatever but just like really understands you and like knows that like when you're asking is this dumb like you're looking for reassurance and like you guys are at a level where you don't have to say like hi I'm looking for reassurance right now could you please tell me that I'm not dumb right because that's frustrating so yeah I think definitely that like level of understanding and like I hesitate to say comfort because I think a lot of times that's what keeps people stuck comfort versus like complacency for sure yeah that you know that feeling like someone out there gets you and even seeing all your demons they still love you it's safe space for sure right yeah yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think that's that's what we're both trying to say is like the best thing about a long term relationship is safe spaces. Yeah. Constant safe space. How was your life different from how you th- you thought it would be? Well, I thought I'd be married to a man. <laughs> so that changed. There's a lot of things I thought. Uh, I thought I would make it to 27. Um, then I thought that I would be married by now with to a man and like looking at property in Tennessee. Oh my God, Tennessee. Whoa. No offense to Tennesseans, just their <laughs> politics aren't great. Just in the middle, literally in the middle of nowhere. Not, I mean, nothing against good old Clarksville, Tennessee. It's a great, great little town, but, but listen, <laughs> I don't think I would have been a very happy girl. But yeah, lots of You're things. You're so are city. I could never imagine you going out there. I, you know, uh, <laughs> um, I'm a lot more independent than I seem. Um, so I'm totally fine with like chopping wood and like having to fucking fix the fence, whatever other shit we need to do. Is that the life that I would prefer to lead? No, not really. <laughs> no, I think you're capable. I just think that you enjoy having the constant simulation and or things to do that a city offers. I mean, I think that's a, that's a fair assessment. But also, it's like kind of stages in life. Like at that point in my life, I was very happy and very ready to just like kind of disappear and be in the middle of nowhere and just like have my craft room and like do my hobbies and like you know like sure. as you know m- my relationship with my ex was very much like a be- best friends situation so like really we were looking for a house where like he could play music and he could play drums without annoying the neighbors and I could have a craft room and like a place where I could do art like we were looking for a house where we could just like fill it with hobbies so <laughs> like from from that perspective like yeah I was very ready to just kind of like have space and like slow down and do that at this point in my life you know I don't really have anyone to do that with so here we are (laughs) right so city makes more sense where you can meet new people and and right have activities have a bigger tribe so to speak yeah yeah we're gonna read this one last one okay and then we're gonna call it square who have you been truly jealous of recently and why or okay which artist would you most like to get trapped in a closet with and why trapped in a closet I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm just gonna say I'm gonna take artist here as being anyone with any kind of craft, whether that be creator, Ooh, an okay. actor, whoever. Well, you know, 
I have ADHD. So we're gonna go with the first answer that I thought for both of those. <laughs> I kind of feel like answering both, I guess. Sure, yeah. The last person that I was truly jealous of was honestly, I, did I mention I went to therapy today? Um, was honestly like me, like two years ago. I was having like a little revisit and it's been, a, it's been an interesting last couple of years, but I've definitely like disappeared a little bit and I'm not super happy about that. So part of me was just like, man, I really miss being just like free because that's what it felt like then. So hopefully I can get back there. What celebrity would I like to be trapped in a closet with? Was that it says artist, but I, I, I would artist. take anyone. Yeah. Artist. Okay. So my first thought was Post Malone. Don't judge me. Oh, no, that's great. That would be so fun. I'd ask about all of his tattoos. Um, I want to know about his baby. Like, I have so many questions. But really, if it was like any artist dead or alive, Hi, Murray. <laughs> yes, sir. I know. He's chatty. Um, if it was really, if it was any artist that are alive, I would say Prince. <laughs> Murray agrees. <laughs> Prince is a choice. That's a choice. I love Prince. Prince is one, I really just don't, it's, celebrities just don't really do it for me. Like, I don't care. I could be, I could literally be standing in a room full of celebrities and I'd be like, yeah, whatever. But there is a few, there are a few that will get, who will do it for me. When Prince died, I was a wreck. For like a week. <laughs> Murray agrees. Murray agrees, I can tell. <laughs> I love all Prince stories. For anyone who's not familiar, first of all, Prince is a phenomenal human being. But he lived in, I don't know, Midwestern states. Minneapolis. Thank you. I'm going to say Minnesota. So he lived in Minnesota. Yeah. No, no, that's right. Minneapolis, Minnesota. There you go. Okay. So he lived in Minneapolis (laughs) pretty much his entire life being a super mega celebrity. So he never left his hometown, never left his home roots. And you could watch him biking around the town, going to the local record store forever. And that's just what he wanted to do. He never wanted to like abandon his community or abandon those roots. So he stayed there and that's where his mansion was and that's where he was found. I was going to say, he did have a pretty huge estate and then all of his illegitimate children came forward who none of them could prove. Yeah, the after the after uh, the aftermath makes me sad. He never wanted his music on Spotify, never ever. That is so against like everything Prince stood for. And the second his family put it up, I was like, "Ugh, you betrayed him." I didn't know he had such a strong stance against uh, streaming. He yeah, he was a very it's why he disappeared in his later years. He was a very very outspo- outspoken um, advocate for artists' rights. He owned all of his yeah. own music. He made sure that recording studios never could tell him what to do or own his own music or owned his music. Um, so he held the like I forget what you call it original copy of like all of his the music. masters the masters of all of his music. Like that's why no one else could do anything with it or ever had it because he always had control and he was always a huge advocate of that. So in streaming, especially in the early days of streaming artists, which just weren't getting paid appropriately for what streaming was. And so he refused to participate until artists could be paid appropriately, which is kind of what Taylor Swift did too. But at the time Taylor had more power. Yeah. Taylor was a little different in the way that she re-recorded after that production. I don't know if you remember, but Taylor, Taylor Swift and Spotify had it out several years ago before that, because yes, also that she did have to re-record and everything after that legal battle, <sighs> like fucking forever ago, six, eight years ago now, Taylor Swift took all of her music off of Spotify because she felt that Spotify was not paying artists appropriately. Mm. So, and Taylor Swift was one of the mainstreamed artists on Spotify's platform. Right. It was a big deal. 
for Spotify, for fans, for everybody. And but she was like, no, it's not happening until you cut a deal with me and we figure out an agreement where you are allowed to stream my music. It's not happening. And she held her ground. And it was like a month long, months long battle where Spotify came out. And somebody please show up and tell me you remember this. Spotify came out with like marketing materials that were basically like, please, Taylor, take us back, <laughs> begging her. And That's so hilarious. they went through this whole months long thing where then until they finally figured out a deal and like some of her music showed up on Spotify and so for like for months they were just advertising that she's like back on Spotify or whatever and then like eventually that set the stage for all artists to be able to to negotiate more directly with Spotify and like set their rates and whatever especially if you're of a certain caliber wow fun music industry news with Maggie (laughs) (laughs) well I'm gonna answer these questions yes uh who have you been truly jealous of recently and why Ryan motherfucking Reynolds. I love him. Genuinely so jealous of him. And here's why. It's got nothing to do... Well, it's got a little bit to do with his apps. He's got really great apps. Great apps. I'm never going to have a male physique, but if I could have apps, I'd pick his. (laughs) But he just gets to do all this shit that he wants to do. He gets to invest in businesses that he actually cares to invest in. He gets to diversify his portfolio. He gets to make a funny promotional trailer or teaser with Hugh Jackman walking in the background of his house. And it's just fine he can just do that that's just his vibe it's just what he gets to do you know it's just he gets to film his colonoscopy for a good cause and get to be funny while doing it like there's just like he's the pie in the sky (laughs) actor of getting to do all your shit the way you want to do it making money off of doing it the way that you want to do it and still being able to help important causes and chase dreams and it's just i don't know I'm genuinely jealous that he gets to do his art full time and have such an impact and be so fucking good at it. Like, just suck. Just be a, just suck. Like, you're just, ugh. Um, some of you are going to come to this comment section and be like, well, Ryan Reynolds is really good at playing Ryan Reynolds. That's why he does so well. I don't care. I will watch Ryan Reynolds in anything he's in. No, yeah. Well, no. I mean, like, I think Ryan Reynolds is a, a perfect example of, okay, for those of you who aren't in marketing, this is a conversation we have constantly. It's about authenticity. There's something about being genuinely you, right, that speaks to people because we can tell when things are fake, right? And so I think Ryan Reynolds is one of the rare examples because, like, if you look back early in his career, because I was, I remember when he was on Two Guys a Girl in a Pizza Place. Does anyone remember that? Oh, God. No. <laughs> When he was still Ryan Reynolds, if you go back and watch Two Guys, a Girl in a Pizza Place, he is the same fucking person that he is now, except grown. You know what I mean? So, like, I think Ryan Reynolds is one of those rare examples of human beings who just knew who they were, understood who they were, and have stayed true to that regardless. No matter what happens, what's thrown at them, whatever, like, they're like, this is me, this is it, and, like, this fits my vibe, this doesn't fit my vibe, and I'm only going with this. And there's so much power in that. There's so much power in knowing who you are and only doing things that align with who you are. It's not luck, you know? It's not like, I mean, yes, of course, he's had a lot of opportunities, but he, from what we can see from the outside at least, has consistently stayed Ryan Reynolds. And that has gotten him to where he is. I would argue I'm in the same boat with Dak Shepard in that way. Of, yeah. That's why I love his podcast so much because he's- Totally. He like walks you through his entire life of like, this is a decision I made. Here's why I made this decision. And I would make that decision again today and everything else. And it's, he's he's also one of those people who's very authentic. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> 
his wife. Oh, Kristen Bell. Yeah. Yeah, his wife too. Same thing. Like obviously yeah, like, yeah. that their relationship Kristen's works. Always been Kristen. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And their relationships work works because they're two authentic people together. On on their podcast, Armchair Expert, which is a great podcast, you guys should listen to it if you don't already. They they review that a lot. They review with people who are friends with them for years who are like, dude, you were the same then as you are now. You've grown in a lot of positive ways, but your core as to who you are has been the same. Same for Kristen, which is, it's, it's admirable and it's great. Uh, the other part of that question, which artist would you most like to get trapped in the closet with and why? Elise Meyer. Oh, okay. I yeah, that'd be fun. I would love <laughs> to be trapped in the closet with her because me and her would literally be having the exact same thoughts at the exact same time <laughs> where we would be like, oh boy, this is awkward. We should both fill the space. And I swear to God, I just imagined it going this way. She'd be like, so, and at the same time, I'd be like, Ah, and then we would just keep trying to start a sentence to fill the silence and our us and ahs and, and so how about that weather starts we'll just continually attack each other while we're in the closet so much so that wherever we're why we're in the closet whoever is in the other side of that closet will open the door and go you guys are not being quiet i can hear all of this and if you're gonna talk have a conversation because you're just not right now <laughs> Oh my god, okay. We're gonna have to manifest that she somehow listens to this episode because that is hilarious and I also I have a different version of like what would happen if she and I were locked in a closet together. What's your <laughs> I must hear what your version is. So like if I, I feel like if she and I were locked in a closet together First of all, at some point, if there are people standing outside of the closet, they'd be like, what the fuck is going on in there? Because we'd probably start out by playing some version of like patty cake and then eventually we'd be (laughs) making up songs. And since there's two of us, it's going to get loud. (laughs) Like, So uh, who knows what the songs will be about? That is uh, TBD, but uh, I bet they'll be hilarious. (laughs) I could just imagine. It's just so funny. It's like, I imagine us getting through the first like, uh, uh, mm. And then me just like grabbing a blazer that's in the closet and being like, this is a nice shade. And she'd be like, yeah, do you think that's like a taupe? Like, what is that? (laughs) Just having a whole conversation about it. I love that you have that whole fantasy ready. I really do. I, it, part of it is I channeled her in a video I did earlier today where I was like, I'm having a terrible morning. Or why am I having such a great morning? Thanks for asking. I'd love to tell you why. And like <laughs> did her typical intro and I was like, ah, I channeled Elise. <laughs> but yeah, so that was, that's the artist I'd like to be trapped in. Thank you so much for joining us. This has been fun. This is a lovely time. It's a lovely time. It, the, truthfully, the questions were much easier in general than the word is. So there's that's that. That's true. That's true. I, next time I will I will bring less spicy questions. Your questions are appropriately spicy. My questions just were spicy in a different way. They were spicy in a in a poop way. They were spicy in a Jeffrey Dahmer way. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the hell is going on? I'm cutting those questions from the episode. They're not going to know what we're talking about. These some of these questions got real dicey, guys. They got real <laughs> dicey. What? Oh, we'll have to do a bloopers episode because. Oh boy. Why were those in there? I don't know. Anyway, this is the more extreme version. (laughs) Yes, yes. Until next time. Thank you for joining us. I'm Dan Rather. I'm kidding. Uh, (laughs) Dex Shepard does that a lot. He says he's Dan Rather a lot. I think I channeled him in that moment. I'm Dan Rather. Oh, my God. All that made me think of was Anchorman. And I was just like, (laughs) San Diego. (laughs) That's a much much sturdier sign off. I'm Christine Kapow. Thanks for powing around. (laughs) That's a good one. Damn, I don't have one. Ah, it's the alliteration of Christine Kapow. I know it works. I don't have any alliteration. Until next time. Until next time.